Now premiering on the Studio DNA Network, Sif Pop Writers Room, a new show consisting of the writers of SifPop.com. On a rotating basis, we'll be discussing some classic movies we're watching for the first time, some comic book movies, some nostalgic movies, and what TV shows we're currently watching. But each week, we'll also be taking a look at the movies that are coming out soon and give our thoughts on how we think they will turn out. If you love movies, Sif Pop Writers Room is the place to be. So come on in and we will pull up a chair for you. Welcome, everybody, to episode 39 of Disney Plus Reviews. I'm Phil Sousa, and I'm here with my good friends, Grant, Joe Jr., Youngsma, and Caitlin, Lucy, Youngsma. How's it going, guys? Good. Um, yeah. Just got up from sleeping. Uh, well, we're recording this at 9 o'clock at night, so... That's kind of weird. <laughs> but, Caitlin, what were you doing while you were sleeping? Good transition. Nice, uh, nice reference there. <laughs> we are talking about while, while you were sleeping today. Um, I had to have uh, both of you guys on. Um, I think everyone can uh, generally assume that the guys, neither of the guys chose this movie. Uh, we have uh, Caitlin Youngsma on the show who keeps us, you know, grounded towards things that the girls like. Um, so, and uh, I, I'm going to be pretty positive on this movie too, but I, I don't think that either Grant or I would have said, Hey, you know what two dudes should talk about while you were sleeping? That'd be a great like dude conversation. Why not, Phil? Well, it's I'm, a great movie. It's it's kind of romantic. You need a little romance in your life. That's true. I do. Uh, this is definitely one of the greats. Um, we're going to talk about the movie here in a little bit, but um, first I wanted to uh, read some mail, uh, fan mail that we got. Um, I uh, uh, I've not even re- re- hit reply to this email yet, so I'm just going <laughs> to do an audible reply. I'll probably re- reply to him as well, but um, we had a, a listener write into the show. Uh, his name is Rick, and he said uh, this. I'll just go ahead and re- read his email. He said, hey, guys, I love the show. Been listening every week, and the Mighty Duck- Ducks episode was great, so uh, thank you, Grant, for helping me out with that. Um, and then he lists some suggestions for movies that he's been kind of revisiting again, what's great about Disney plus and, or just any streaming service really in general is that it helps you come around to some movies that maybe you haven't seen in a long time or just maybe slept on the first time, uh, no pun intended for while you're sleeping. And, uh, and so he said, uh, he said, you know, these might be fun for you guys to talk about. Most of these have big names attached that you're sure to recognize. So here's his list, and we'll kind of think about some of these going forward. I know one and actually two in particular are movies that we've kind of talked about doing mm-hmm. anyways. So um, that this might actually kind of encourage us to definitely um, jump on one of these. But he talks about Iron Will. I don't think I've ever seen Iron Will. I don't think I have either, but I know what it's about. I think it's based off a book. Okay. Well, that makes me even yeah. more interested to, to watch it then. Uh, the original, I'm assuming the original, 1960 Swiss Family Robinson, which yep. I, I want to say that was a movie that my parents probably wanted to raise me on, and I probably did see it a couple times, but I don't remember ever watching it. I don't know that I've seen it. I, I feel like I rented it from the public library maybe Okay. at some point. 
Like it's been a long time. My dad is 70 this year. He was born in 1950, and that movie would have came out when he was 10. I, I'm almost positive my parents were raised on that film. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know that I've seen it. If I if I have seen it, I'm, it was like one time a long time ago, and I don't remember it. Uh, Shipwrecked, which I don't think I know what that is. Tall Tale. Mm. Uh, now, one we have talked about, he just puts Pirates of the Caribbean, and yeah. uh, one movie that we've talked about, Grant and I have talked about doing, is the the fifth movie, whatever the name of that movie is. Uh, Dead man tells no tales. Okay. They have, all the titles kind of are washed to me, but uh, I've seen all of the pirates movies. The first four, ex- I have not seen the fifth one at yeah. all. So uh, I actually, it's on Disney plus and I feel like maybe they added it recently. They they've definitely highlighted it recently. So I, I definitely would like to watch that. That was one of the two that I was talking about. The other ones right next in the list, he says who framed Roger rabbit, mm-hmm. which um, our friend Jerry, who's been on the show a couple times, definitely wants to come on the show and talk about that movie with yeah. us. So uh, we'll have to have Jerry on soon, uh, maybe in a couple weeks. Um, we'll, we'll I'll talk later about what we're going to do next week. But uh, Who from Roger Rabbit, I think, is a great suggestion and and definitely a, a different movie for Disney Plus. Like um, the fact that it's uh, not it's not originally a Disney movie, is it? Or, or is it? I. I can't. I can't think of it. I right. can't remember. It, it actually might be originally yeah, a Disney. I movie. think it is. Um, it doesn't contain like Disney characters for the most part. Yeah. Although I think a couple show up. Um, National Treasure and Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, which I would love to watch. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, because that was one of the the great movies for me yeah. when I was uh, a youngster back in the eighties. And, and National so, Treasure was a pretty popular movie when that came out too. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. So um, he says, anyways, keep up the great work. So thanks, Rick, uh, for writing into the show. Um, we would love to get your emails. If you want to write into the show, you can do that by writing Disney plus PLUS reviews at hotmail.com. And uh, would love to include your comments in the show just like we did for Rick. So um, thanks for listening to the show, Rick. And thanks for the great suggestions. I think we're going to take you up on a couple of them. Um, probably Pirates of the Caribbean and Who Framed Roger Rabbit most mm-hmm. immediately. And then some of those other ones we may work into the show in the coming months as well. So uh, again, thanks for, for writing in. Um, if you're just joining us for this podcast, we are an unofficial Disney Plus podcast from reviewing the most popular stuff on Disney Plus, including some classics like the one that we're talking about tonight. Uh, we are reviewing uh, While You Were Sleeping, and we all know that Caitlin was the one to suggest this. Uh, Caitlin, you said you, you, before we hit record, you said you have a story about this movie. I've, I, I've not heard this story, so I'd, I'd like to hear it, and I'm sure so, the listeners at home would love to hear it too. Recently, after I watched this movie, um, I was, pr- I mean, I'm guessing I was like 11 or 12 when I first watched this movie, and um, right after I watched this movie, I got some hermit crabs at the mall. And I named them Lucy and Jack <laughs> after this movie. Not after our friend Jack? No, I didn't know Jack then. <laughs> but I named them Lucy and Jack. And um, That's then great. a couple months after I got them, <laughs> I went, me and my mom went to visit my grandparents in Arizona and my dad was supposed to take care of them while I was gone. And when I came back, they were dead. Well, that, uh, that story took a different turn than I was expecting there at the end. Yep. So that's my, that's my story about this movie. That's, that's kind of funny. I actually really enjoy the way that ended at the end. Um, so, uh, so you came back and you found, you figured they were just sleeping, um, but they weren't, they weren't, they were all the way dead. They were dead. (laughs) 
Okay. Wow. Um, yep. So you you have a propensity for like taking some of your favorite characters on you know big screen or small small screen and then like taking objects that you have and naming them after these like characters yeah. that you love. Um, my cat that I had when I was growing up was named Olivia after the girl on the Cosby Show. Okay. Played by Raven Simone. Okay. And my my twin doll is named Michelle after <laughs> Michelle on Full House. I think that's a kid thing to do, though. Like, I, I think when you're naming, like, pets or whatever, like, you're, you're probably thinking of characters that you love just because yeah. that's, like, everything to a kid. Yep. And then how my old, hermit crabs were Lucy and Jack. Well, how, how old were you when you named the hermit crabs? I think I was 11 or 12. I don't okay, remember. You were yeah. I don't remember exactly the exact time I first saw this movie, but it was probably around, like, middle school age because I was I went through a phase where I really liked Sandra Bullock and so I was watching yeah. a lot of her movies and stuff I I too went through a phase where I really liked Sandra Bullock although I, I think my um, attraction to her was a little bit different than yours I, this movie came out in 1995 I was 16 and uh, horm- hormones were crazy I, I had <laughs> a huge crush on Sandra Bullock uh, to the tune of like um, a couple years later, I was in college. I went to college in 1997. I'm quite a bit older than, than these uh, kids that I'm on the, the show with. But um, I had posters of Sandra Bullock up in my dorm room, uh, multiple posters. So I would cut out, like I would collect magazines that had her in it. If I saw her, like she was on the cover of a lot of magazines in the late 90s. Um, I would like buy a magazine, cut out pictures of her from the magazine, put them up on my wall. I know that sounds super creepy now, but like I, I just, I really liked her a lot as an actress and I also was very attracted to her. So, um, but yeah, uh, Sandra Bullock was my jam back in the late 90s. I really, really liked her and would watch anything that she was in. So um, now this movie came out in 1995 when you guys were like three. So I'm assuming you didn't watch it in theaters no. like I did. No. <laughs> Uh, you finally came to this movie, I guess, in like late junior high, yeah, teen teen years. Yeah, I the first time I saw this movie was in college with me. Yep. Oh wow. Okay. Or so, maybe even after college when we got married. Oh really? Yeah. So yeah. pretty pretty late then. Yeah. Yeah. This is th- this is quite a classic to come to it that late. Yeah. For sure. And I mean, I enjoy it. It's funny. It's probably not my favorite Sandra Bullock movie of all time, but it's good. Yeah, I was telling these guys before we hit record that when I think I'm old enough, I'm 40, I'm old enough to think, like when I think of Sandra Bullock, one of the first movies I think of is Speed, like the very first movie that I ever saw her in, which is in 1994, the year before this movie mm-hmm. came out in 1995. Um, I do think of this movie, I think of um, Miss Congeniality, I think is one that I know Caitlin thinks about and I think a lot of Sandra Bullock fans think of that's probably one of her biggest films as far as like box office smashes uh, this is honestly while you were sleeping is probably one of the biggest ones it's yeah. probably in, at least in the top five it had a 17 million dollar budget it made 182 million dollars just at the box office and I'm sure that it's probably doubled that number in yeah. like VHS and DVD and blu-ray sales so yeah this is a multi hundred million dollar profit movie um, definitely one of the biggest. I remember in 1995, this this movie being a force to be reckoned with. It came out before the summer in April, just maybe three or four weeks before the summer hit for for you know kids in high school and stuff. And like it, the summer hit and it just surged on. Like it just it just kept going. This movie would not die. It had a long time in the theaters. Everyone I knew had seen it. Everyone was talking about it. It was uh, it was quite the sensation when it yeah. first came out. So. 
And I think a lot of that's just the novelty of it. Um, I think the writing is really strong. We'll talk a lot about the movie as we go through it, but um, I think the premise of the movie I think is very unique for for a oh, yeah. romantic movie. Definitely. So, um, before we get into it, I guess I should say this just in case um, anyone cares. But we are going to spoil this movie. It did come out twenty five years ago. Um, but so if you haven't seen it yet, <laughs> um, don't feel too sad that we're going to spoil this for yeah. you. Yeah, 25 years old in April of this year. So uh, if you haven't seen it by now, you're probably not going to. Uh, but you might enjoy a conversation about it. And uh, if you uh, are, whatever, averse to spoilers on this, I guess go watch the movie and come back. Um, but like I said, you probably, pause probably and then come back it. to us. I, I know I would enjoy listening to this episode, even if I hadn't seen it in a long time, just to like remember what the movie was about i mm-hmm. it's been long enough where i i remember of, everyone knows everyone remembers the main story beats of this movie but it was the little scenes and the interactions with the various characters there were whole characters i, I kind of forgot about like i i remember there was a, a zany character but i didn't remember his name was joe jr or anything about him really or who had played him so i i, I enjoyed going back to this movie after it's probably been more than a decade since i've seen it um, but I watched it quite a bit when I was, when it was in the two thousands. So, um, so yeah, so we're going to get into it. Spoiler, uh, written review here of a 25 year old movie. Um, but one of the, one of the best romantic comedies probably at least on Disney plus. So, um, who, uh, let, let's, let's get the, let's get the obvious question out of the, out of the way. Caitlin is Peter a good looking guy. Do you think, do you find him attractive? Not really. He's not attractive, honest. is he? No. And I, I apologize to to the actor. He's. I guarantee you, he's not listening to this. But <laughs> um, the the guy that plays Peter in this movie, he has big lips, right? What is, What is it about him that's his like, eyebrows look like caterpillars? <laughs> he looks kind of weird. Yeah, actually, when I watched this, we were in the car on the way back from Jonesboro and my mom was in the backseat with me and we were talking about how that Jack was way more attractive than Peter. Oh yeah. This for me, at least this kind of put Bill Pullman on, on the map. I, I know he's probably been in a ton of movies before this one, yeah. but like, I don't remember if I had seen him in much before this, maybe just a movie or maybe two. I don't know. But this was like, for me when I saw Bill Pullman in this one, I was just like, man, he's fantastic. So, and yeah. I'm a guy, so I'm not like, attra- you know, strangely attracted to him. I, yeah. I mean, I'm a heterosexual guy, I should say. But, um, but yeah, I, I, uh, he is phenomenal in this movie. Really, really good. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I never understood why I, you would think that, cause she goes gaga over this guy. Like oh, she, yeah. she doesn't even know him. She's never spoken to him. And she it's thinks. purely based on <laughs> looks. It's just the way Her he looks. attraction. And I'm like, I don't really see it. <laughs> okay. I just want to make sure that I'm not like. I I I've, I've thought that every single time I watched this movie, I was like, "This guy's kind of not. He's yeah. not super ugly, but he's not in any way traditional attractive." And um, but I, but again, I'm not. Now, if it would have been Zac Efron, on the other hand, there you go. But he would have been way too young for that. Movie. <laughs> I don't, his his eyes get really big, like saucers. I don't know. He's yeah. he's he he kind of looks like a muppet. Yeah, I don't really see the I just, attraction. What I remember, Peter Gallagher, the guy that plays Peter. Wait, well, his rem- name's actually what? Peter? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know that either. So what I always remember him for is he's the creep on Mr. Deeds that's trying to steal the fortune. Okay. And Mr. Deeds. I don't know if I've seen that. It's an Am Sandler movie. Dude, 
And Oh, well, I'm sure I've seen it then. I, I can't recall it. But, but he's the guy that's trying to steal Adam Sandler's family fortune. Yeah. I mean, we're slamming this guy, so we might as well just go all the way at this point. But like, yeah. he, he kind of, he would be kind of typecast as like a creepy kind yeah. of dude. So uh, anyway, um, it, fortunately, he's not a huge part of this movie. But um, other than uh, Peter, let's talk about the other characters. Um, what Which characters do you think of or do you like really like from this movie? Like every time they're on screen, you kind of, you know, take, you know, lean in a little bit more. Um, well, obviously Sandra Bullock. Yeah, obviously Lucy. But Joe Jr. is hilarious. He's great. I yeah. love him. Especially when the scene where he's hiding in her closet. <laughs> Trying on her high heels. Talking about creepy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's, she opens the door. He's he's like sitting on the floor in her in her uh, like clothing closet. And she's like, are you trying on my shoes? <laughs> like no i fell <laughs> and there's one time where uh lucy thinks he's at her door and she's like i'm not wearing black underwear <laughs> and no i don't want to move in with you but then it's actually jack at the door but it's kind of like uh joe jr is kind of like the lot in that kind of role where he's the creepy landlord's son yep and that kind of goes like um, another movie I can think of is like the early trilogy of the Spider-Man movies where the landlord was kind of a creep oh, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of like a Hollywood type role. Yeah. Somebody that's kind of creepy. That I don't, I, we should look up the actor's name, I guess, but this actor was like made for this role. Oh yeah, he's funny. He's got the build for it. He's got the accent. And then the part, my other favorite part with him is when like, Lucy and Jack are like off to the side and he's talking about the difference between like leaning and hugging. Yeah. And then he comes over and he's like, is this guy bothering you? And then he's like, well, I'm keeping my eye on you. I know karate. And then he just like walks away. He's got this really thick kind of Chicagoan kind of yeah, accent, nor- Northern accent. Um, yeah. He, he says, cause it looks like he's leaning, yeah. uh, which is so great. Cause yeah. like the, the entire movie, I, I think what I love about him is he's so clueless. Like he doesn't, he has no idea what's going on in the, in the real world. Um, and yet he like gets leaning <laughs> in that moment. It's really funny. Yeah. Um, I love the ice capades. Yeah. Got to get to the ice capades. <laughs> he, he's like, yeah, he's like, he's, he's like, I got, I got, I got ice capades. I know a guy. And uh, I just love that because it's like he thinks that that's something really compelling, like as a date idea, is like to take a, a date to the ice capades. Um, really great. Uh, at one point, Lucy re- refers to Joe Jr. as uh, the guy who thinks he invented an aluminum foil, <laughs> which is so perfect. Um, he's a really cool character. I like as as far as characters go, where they're like literally in like six scenes, maybe five scenes in the yeah. entire movie. Uh, he's very memorable. And I, I feel like a lot of people would be talking about him as they walk out of the theater. Yeah, um, even though I would had, agree with that. Even though he had very little to do with the movie. Um, the only other thing I wrote down was at, towards the end of the movie, he brings her flowers, but it's a like winner's circle, like flowers you put around a horse. Yeah. And yeah. He, he brings them to him, to her. And he's almost like a kid. Like he's doing this and he genuinely, I think, he, I believe he genuinely thinks that it's going to be like an honorable thing to do to give her these flowers. And it's just a complete joke. Yeah. He's like, you can put them on my grave. <laughs> <laughs> He's great. Um, as far as like smaller characters go, the boss, 
um, the the African American guy that plays her her boss. Mm-hmm. Again, he's in like four scenes, but every scene he's in is funny. Um, he's his line delivery is and perfect. And he's just like so confused because she keeps being like, "Yeah, well, is that Peter? No, that's Jack." When she brings him to like the New Year's party and stuff. Yeah, I feel like not to get like super like film critic here because I'm not I'm not a professional film critic at all. But like he he does what. I, I, I'm sure there's a term for this. Film critics would actually know, but he's the character that that draws that pull, that draws our attention and kind of kind of informs the audience that like this is a ridiculous setup. Like he's yeah. he's the one that's like I'm having trouble following like why this is all happening this way, mm-hmm. and it kind of makes you laugh. It, it gives the audience a chance to, to to chuckle a little bit and say, yeah, this is pretty ridiculous. This is pretty stupid, um, but um, but also fascinating. Like he's like he's drawing and he's like, I want to know more, but I also don't. I can't really follow what you're doing. Um, so he he kind of makes fun of her a little bit, and I th- I like that. Um, what about the family? I I think the family as a whole is kind of a character, but there's obviously individuals that are, are, I think memorable. Um, who do you like from the, the family, Peter's family, the Elsie. grandma, the grandma. Yeah. Elsie, you guys both said the same character. Yeah. And her little bird on her camera. <laughs> Watch the birdie. Um, she has heart attacks. Like at one point her husband is like talking to the nurse and she's like, Oh, uh, or no, uh, sorry. I think Lucy says like, she has a heart problem and he's like problem more like problems. Um, yeah. so she's like, she becomes like the death threat in this movie. Like yeah. if, uh, if it, Lucy sp- tells the truth and she's going to die, <laughs> which it's kind of funny. Cause, uh, I've, I saw, or when I saw this movie, there's a lot of similarities to proposal. Okay. Where it's kind of a fake relationship, and the Sandra and Bullock's it's Betty White wor- is worried the about the gr- sending the grandma over the edge. Really? Because she's like super old. Have you too. ever seen that movie? I, it's been I saw it once, and when, oh, it fir- so when it first released, so it's been forever on that one. That is, that is strangely similar to this yeah. movie. That's funny. Yeah, except she's getting engaged because she's going to be deported if she doesn't. Oh yeah. But okay, it, gotcha. It's funny. But I mean, I like I, that one too. I mean, if I was in that position, I wouldn't want to spoil a truth, and because that would be something you'd have to live with for the rest of your life. If you, if the reason, yeah, the person's grandparent <laughs> passed you kill, you away, kill grandma. <laughs> yeah, uh, that you need a character like that, that like this, to kind of explain again, the ridiculous of the setup. Like yeah. it's, it's a really unique premise for this movie, but at the same time, like as, as if you're writing this movie, you have to come up with some reason why she can't just tell everyone like, cause then the movie's over in the first 15 minutes, right? Like yeah. she just says, Hey, jigs up, you know, I, he's not really my fi- fiance, but like in the first 15 minutes of the movie, she ro- realized or 20 minutes, wherever she realizes she can't tell the truth because it will literally kill grandma. And, mm-hmm. and that, and she becomes like the, the kind of the, the MacGuffin for like the whole rest of the setup um, of the movie. So um, in fact, like at the, we'll just jump right to the end at the end of the movie. It's the, it's the wedding scene, the ceremony scene. And uh, she finally does come uh, forth with the truth that, Hey, Peter's not, you know, we were never engaged and I'm in love with this, your other son, Jack. And she looks right, right at Elsie. She's like, Elsie, you okay? You hanging in there? Yeah. <laughs> she checks on her. And she's just like, yeah. All excited. <laughs> So there's nothing 
ever to worry about. I um, love your son. We know that. <laughs> no, not that. Not that one. one. The other one. And even the the Reverend is like shocked. Um, I love Saul in this movie. I think honestly, like beyond even beyond Lucy and and Jack. Like if you take Lucy and Jack out of it, obviously out of the running, I think Saul might be my favorite character <clears throat> in this movie. Um, he is the Godfather. He's not really even a family, a true blood family member. Yep. Mm-hmm. He's he's a family member by like Catholic association being the Godfather, but he acts like a family member and knows everyone really intimately. And uh, Jack is like a son to him as is Peter, obviously. And I, what I really love about that, I I doubt that I caught it when I first viewed this movie, but going back to it, I I really like honed in on it. He is basically Lucy. Like he is the non-romantic addition to the family that doesn't really belong. And he's, he's invited to be a part of this family dynamic when he really has no right to be there. Um, Mm -hmm. And I, I think that's why they collide well together and they have some really cool conversations together because they are the same kind of premise of a person. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think he, he, um, he's, he's, he's an interesting character because he is the sole character to, to know what's going on the entire, like he figures it out very early. Yeah. Cause he hears her like talking to Peter. Yeah. And, and obviously there's a funny scene that we'll talk about later where, you know, he's supposed to like fill Peter in on what's going on and then, and then chickens out. But he is, um, he becomes a confidant for, for Lucy for a lot of the scenes, but also like is really encouraging her to like just do whatever she wants. Like what's whatever's best for the family. Like he wants, he's going to protect the Gal, Gal, not Gallagher, the, the, the family, like Callahan. Callahan. Thank you. Callahan, uh, family. But he also, also like wants to protect her and her feelings and she wants her to do well in life. Like he immediately almost loves her almost like a daughter, even though she's not a part of the family yeah. yet. And so I really, really like the scenes with Saul. Um, I'm sure we'll talk about a couple of those as we go through it, but, um, I guess we covered all the the main ones. Obviously, Lucy and Jack are the the focal point of the movie. Well, should we talk about how Lucy gets into this situation? We really haven't yeah, go for it. talked yeah, about let's, that. Let's actually discuss the movie now. Okay. Go for it, Caitlin, since you love this. Since you're the one that brought this to us. So, lay it out for us. Um, Lucy works at the subway and she takes the tokens when people come in to ride the train. And there's this guy that comes and she has it like memorized exactly what time he comes every morning. And um, she's just in love with this guy. Never really met met him or spoke to him before, but just loves him. It's uh, You talked about earlier, like it, they were going to flip male and female roles. Like they were going to cast yeah. um, the main character as a male and, and the female gets hurt. Um, that would would looks very stalkerish and oh, yeah. there is, there That's are, why f- they didn't do it. It literally yeah, said <laughs> there are, there are a few moments, even with a female lead where I was just like, she's a little bit of a creep here. Like she's kind of stalking yeah. this guy, but it's okay. Cause it's girl. Yeah. So, um, it's a little bit of a Christmas movie because actually, yeah. um, the day they get Lucy to work on Christmas cause she's the only one that doesn't have family. So they're like, please work on her boss is like, please, you know, take this day. So she agrees and she's sitting in the booth and Peter comes through and says, Merry Christmas. And she's kind of caught off guard and she doesn't even like say anything back. And then she's all mad at herself because she's like, man, I had my chance to speak to him and I didn't. Mm -hmm. 
So then there's like these guys that um, are in the station and they mug Peter and then they push him onto the track and Lucy kind of observes everything and like she's trying to yell help but there's really nobody else around so she decides to jump on the track and try to help him and then all of a sudden there's like a train coming and so she doesn't really know what to do so all she decides she rolls hit herself and Peter off the track so that they don't get hit by the train and then they go to the hospital and there's kind of a bunch of chaos and um, one of the nurses hears her say, well, I was going to marry that guy. And she Peter's was, in a coma. Yeah, Peter's unconscious, so he's not aware of what's happening. And the nurse hears her say this, and she was kind of just saying it, like, you know, sarcastically. But the nurse <laughs> thinks she's really his fiance. Yeah. So then, like, the family gets there, and they, um, you know, at first they won't let her go back because they're, like, family only. But this nurse is like, oh, well, she's the fiance. So then they take her back. She meets the family. Which his family hasn't seen him in a while. Yeah, he's kind of estranged from his family is kind of what you get. Like, he doesn't really talk to them much. He's super duper rich. Yeah. Like, really wealthy. Yeah. And the rest of his family is not. Like, you you go see them at Christmas time and, you know, each each person gets one present. You know, it's it's very, very homely. Mm Mm-hmm. So, So, yeah, so his family doesn't really know what's going on in his life. And they're just like, what? He's engaged? And they're like, we never knew, you know, we didn't know this and stuff. So anyways, it's kind of the whole charade is set up. And then, of course, she finds out about the grandma's heart condition. And she's so then she's kind of like, well, I'm stuck now. I'm not going to say anything. Yeah. (laughs) And then it just kind of builds up from there. They invite her to their family Christmas and. I, the that this string of like five minutes of the movie is fascinating to watch. Like it, it's yeah. it it happens also very quickly. Like mm-hmm. it's it's almost like it it helps that the, the, the I'm telling you the family dynamic in this movie is one of the best in any film. Oh like yeah, they 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 feel like a real family because they're very all of them are quirky in their mm-hmm. own own kind of way. Mm-hmm. They they talk over each other constantly. Like there's always like three oh, yeah. three lines being delivered at the same time, and they they quickly just get super excited about something, especially like a family addition to the family. And they just run away with the fact with the facts before they even confirm that they're actual facts. Yeah. And of course no one can like dispute it because the one person that would dispute it would be Peter and he's a, he's in a coma. So So it's a perfect setup. Mm -hmm. And it's, I mean, it's very believable because I mean, they're kind of a typical, what you would see in an American family getting together over the holidays. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, all the whole family's in town because it's, it's literally the, the, this, this entire movie takes place. It's hard, kind of hard to believe it given like, like a how, week. It, how it ends. Yeah. But like, yeah, th- this entire movie is like a 10 day. Affair. Yeah. Cause yeah. it's literally like it happens on Christmas and then by like new year's is when he's like waking up. So it's like, yeah. Yeah. It's at the new year's party that, that Jack does his, um, you know, buffoon uh, moment. And then, mm-hmm. and then it's just a couple days later that, I mean, the ceremony happens. So yeah. yeah, it's, it's very, it's all very quick. Yep. So yeah, she goes to the family Christmas and then, um, she meets Jack. Then Jack shows up that kind of later that night, like she was already asleep. Right. So she doesn't yeah. really like encounter him until the next morning when she's leaving for work. And he's kind of like, who are you? And she's like, well, I'm, 
well, she doesn't really come out and say it, I think, but she's like, I'm Peter's fiance. And he's like, well, I've never, I don't think I've ever met you before. And she's like, yeah, I've, we've never met. And, and it's kind of this awkward exchange. By the way, I like that they don't do uh, like a, a meet cute, like right at the, t- at the top. Like when yeah. they first meet, there is a little bit of a twinkle in his eye, but I, I wouldn't necessarily jump to the conclusion that he's in no. her. Like it's, yeah. it takes him a while to kind of. Yeah. But you know, from that point on, like right when he enters, you know, he's going to be the <laughs> yeah. one that she ends up with yeah. in the end. Yeah. It's the movie's not unpredictable, I think. And I apologize if romance, if you love romantic movies, I'm about to say something about romantic movies in general. <laughs> well, I, I think most romantic movies are predictable. Oh, yeah. I, there, there are very few oh, that yeah. I've been surprised. I by. would agree with that. Um, so to say that this movie is predictable, I don't think is a slight against it for the genre. Cause I think the, the entire genre is predictable. Yeah. But. So around this time is also one of my favorite scenes that isn't really have anything to do with the plot of the movie, but it's funny. There's this paper boy that is riding oh, yeah. his bike. <laughs> no. And this is really bad because you want to know what I read that the paper boy wasn't actually supposed to fall off his bike. Oh no. It was all at accident and he actually broke his arm. Whoa, that's I would believe like that. he literally that was just legit. he literally was just supposed to be riding his bike delivering papers and that was supposed to be the scene. But he accidentally like fell off and legitimately hurt himself. I mean, that's not funny, but it's kind of funny. Well, it is because it like that scene always made me laugh when I was watching yeah. the movie because it's just so random. Like, well, OK, here's what's really great about that is they still put it in the film. Yeah. Which is awesome. Yeah. Like really cool. It's funny. Yeah. It has nothing to do with the movie. And that's what's so funny about that scene is like, it's, it is a like lighthearted, like, like laugh out loud kind of moment. And it has nothing to do with the scene yeah. before it or after yeah. it. It's or literally nothing just to do with the movie. Really. Yeah. <laughs> but, but that's honestly probably that kid's 15 seconds of fame. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I do love the, before we go on with the plot, which we will hear in a second, I love the setting for this movie. Like, uh, it is, who doesn't love Chicago? I mean, let's be honest. Everyone loves Chicago. Everyone lo- loves the Cubs. Oh, oh yeah. Let's, let's be definitely. honest. Um, but Chicago is such a great city. When I think of Chicago movies, this is one of the first ones I think of. Just, it's not like, um, there's no Sears Tower. There's no like, um, you know, Millennium Park. Or, well, Millennium Park was probably not even a thing in 1995. But like, um, like there, there's not like, a, you know, iconic Chicago, like they don't go to a Cubs game or anything like that. Like there's no Wrigley field or anything. No Ferris Bueller's day off. Yeah. Yeah. There, there are maybe more iconic movies for Chicago, but I mean the, the movie literally opens up with a scene at the L like on the L train, like the train tracks and she works for the L. So like, um, there are definitely, you can tell it's firmly rooted in Chicago and the fact that it's like snow and ice everywhere, the entire movie. I love it. Like it's, it's such a, you said it's a Christmas movie. Like, it is because it's in Chicago. Like yeah. if, it, if this was the same month in, you know, Alabama or something like that, it would yeah. just be super warm outside. So yeah. yeah. It's kind of ironic because I just thought about this, but a lot of the major Christmas movies that we think of oh, Home take Alone's place in, in Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. Home, oh, yeah. Home Alone. Yeah. Christmas Vacation. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, right there. Yeah. Chicago's yeah. the place to be. Yeah. Chicago. Uh, Christmas. New York. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just I, I do really love the setting of it when when they're just like going out for like a walk together, Jack and Lucy later and stuff like that, and just kind of walking along the river and it's like I've been to some of these places in Chicago, so yeah. it was cool. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, where we we were just talking about the paper boy. Where'd we leave off? <laughs> Which quick side note, Bill Pullman who plays Jack, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. Bill Pullman is a alumnist of the Disney Plus podcast. Go back and watch the Newsies. Oh, yeah. Brian Denton. Yeah, that's right. That that was my side note. (laughs) I don't know what happens next, Grant. I forget where I'm at. Yeah, I I derailed you. Sorry. Well, they have their little date, don't they? Where he rips his pants. Don't you love that scene? That's not really yet, though, is it? Um, Did we already do Christmas? Yeah. Okay. Because that's when she meets Jack. So, yeah, it kind of doesn't really say in this plot. But, yeah, the next kind of thing I can think of is um, they will at there's, one there's point. A, there's a very brief scene here with the boss. And I, like, mm-hmm. I love him so much. I have to, And she's kind of explaining about Jack, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and he's like, he's like, um, <laughs> he's like, he's like, uh, she's like, I, I feel like such a fraud. Like, I've, I need to tell everyone that this is a, a huge hoax. Like, mm-hmm. I went to Christmas and everything. They welcomed me, welcomed me as a part of the family. Yeah. I can't go on like this. So she's having this internal But str- she struggle. kind of likes it, too, because yeah. she, like, is finally feeling like she's not alone and anymore. She doesn't and, really like, have a family. She feels like yeah. she's a part of something, you know? So she's kind of, like, enjoying it at the same time. She doesn't really want to, like, you know, end it. But yeah, then and, and he he almost encourages her like to keep going with the charade because he says uh, he said when, when when my mother found out I was getting married to my wife her intestines exploded now you tell them now you might as well shoot grandma yeah yeah <laughs> and and then they come up with the story now that Lucy's actually pregnant no that's not oh, yet sorry <laughs> that happens later yeah okay sorry. we'll get there. I think the first t- I think what happens next is Jack goes to the apartment and then he meets Joe Jr. right is that what's kind of next yeah yeah because so. then he like is like well is this because he's kind of suspicious of Lucy like at first like he doesn't really think she's telling the truth about well, her he's, and Peter. he's literally never met her this is her, yeah. his brother like, yeah and so then he like meets Joe Jr. And Joe Jr. is like, oh, yeah, I know that girl. She's my girlfriend. And he's just like, what? And it's just Joe Jr. doing Joe Jr., but yeah. he totally buys it. Yeah. So he's like totally thinks that like he's legit. She's legitimately dating Joe Jr. And so then she kind of. Oh, yeah. Then P- she's at Peter's apartment feeding the cat, which is actually Peter's girlfriend's cat. What's the cat's name? Fluffy. <laughs> And she picks up the cat and she looks at the tag. Yeah. This yeah. hanging around his neck. So she's then, like, Hi, Fluffy. Fluffy. <laughs> yeah. So she's feeding the cat because she also has a cat. And so she's a cat lover. There's no a reason why I like her. The, the cat moment is one of like one or two moments that I, I thought he might actually catch her in a lie. Yeah. Because he goes, she goes, oh, I'm just here to feed the cat because she, and he's she like, found some cat food. Yeah. And he's and like, he's Peter like, doesn't have a cat. He's like, Peter doesn't have a cat. I was like, oh, no, she's busted. Yeah. Um, and then the cat com- goes meow and comes around the corner. Yeah. So, which is actually Peter's girlfriend's cat. So Jack was right. Yeah. Peter doesn't have a cat, but <laughs> he was cat sitting for her. So yeah. And then Jack kind of like, you know, says, well, you're dating this guy from your apartment. And she's just like, what Joe jr. No, I'm not. That guy's delusional. <laughs> like I am not dating him. And so, um, and then there's like a couple other scenes where, um, he comes and brings like the couch <laughs> that's like their wedding gift. Yeah. And then they take it to, well that, this is kind of another scene where they, he kind of almost catches her cause the, the man at the, at the apartment building doesn't know who she is. And he's just like, well, she's here all the time. You know, she's Peter Callahan's fiance. And he's just like, I've never seen her before. Well, then he's like, oh, but I'm new here. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, oh, and okay, so then, so and so then Jack's like, oh, okay, that makes sense. You know, 
I think the, the big one, the, this is like a 15 minute stretch where he's, yeah. he's literally trying to expose her as a fraud. Yeah. Um, the big one is the, um, uh, scene in the hospital, uh, when, when Peter's still out cold yeah. and, um, the, and he actually in front of the entire family says, she's not who she says she is. She's a fraud. And they're like, well, okay. If, if you, if you really are his fiance, prove it. Like who's his, who's his favorite three stooges? <laughs> Curly. Yeah. She, oh, he's literally like asking her Curly. all these questions and she's just like, and so the thing that she actually comes up with is, um, well, I, I do know something that only I would know. Peter only has one testicle. Yeah, and she learns this from that guy that she meets in the hospital. That he was playing yeah. basketball that he works with. with. Yeah. yeah. It was a, a, an accident with a pencil. Mm-hmm. He was playing basketball with a pencil in his pocket. Anyway, she yeah, says... she got lucky. She says uh, uh, he only has one testicle, and then and then I love how the family all looks at each other, which is like, exactly what my family would be, do. Is like, okay, who's, who's going to be the gonna one to... check? <laughs> And so she's like, the mom's like, well, I'm his mother. I'll do it. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. That's awkward. <laughs> so she checks and uh, sure enough, yeah, he's one testicle. So she proves again, once again, that she's and then Elsie says supposedly that he's, telling the he's truth. got uh, more room in his boxer shorts. Yep. That's true. <laughs> yep. So at this point, pretty much everyone, I mean, even Jack is convinced like, okay, this is the real deal. This is legitimate. And then he kind of starts to get bummed because he's kind of starting to fall for mm-hmm. after the couch scene for sure. Yeah. Cause they take I the couch, couch they take the couch to his apartment and they barely get it in. Yeah. <laughs> they spill the water. They mess up the door this frame. Is the, this is the first cute scene with them. Yeah. The two of them. And so he's like, yeah, I think the couch is going to go right there, but they spilled <laughs> the water. So they put it over the water and then somebody parks where he can't get his truck out. Yes. And so he's like stuck. So then she's like, well, I'm going home. Like she was just going to walk home. And he's like, well, you know, don't, don't you need somebody to walk you for safety? And she's just like, no. And he's like, well, I do. So then he yeah. just walks. He's with like, her. no, I mean, I mean me, my safety. <laughs> yeah. So he's, he's very likable. Like it, yeah. he, he's uh, the, both of them are kind of like that adorable kind of personality. Mm-hmm. Um, they both have uh, faults and they point, point their faults out to each other, which is yeah. so funny to watch. Um, this is a, a very unique movie for romantic comedies in the sense that they are falling in love, but neither one of them really want to admit it. Like mm-hmm. it, it's not like in your typical romantic comedy, it's like, Oh, well, who's going to be the first to say, I love you. No, this is like, they legit don't want to fall in love because yeah. it's, you know, taboo basically. Yeah. So yeah, then they're walking back and they get to like her apartment and then there's the scene where they're, uh, falling on the ice and yeah. trying to like hold each other up. And then they legitimately both fall and he rips his pants. <laughs> and then she's like, and then he's like, do you have an extra pair of pants? And she's just like, if you can fit in my jeans, I'm going to die. <laughs> and the, really the moment where you really, I mean, you find it out in the very next scene after that, but there's a, a look on her face as she's watching him go back to the street, like walk back to the street mm-hmm. and like holding his like ripped pants or whatever. And she has this like very longing look and you're like, Oh no, this is, this is where this it starts isn't to good. Yeah. So, and then like the very next scene, um, she talks to the boss and she's like, I'm cheating on my fiance. <laughs> He's like, what you're, you're cheating on who's the fiance? Peter. Peter's the fiance. Oh, so you're oh, you're saying you you love Peter? No, I'm saying I love his brother. Wait, who's the brother? Jack. <laughs> and he's just like, 
what? And then, and then he's like, oh, Lucy, they have doctors for this. Yeah. <laughs> she says, I'm having an affair. <laughs> I like Jack. Yeah. And then he goes, um, she goes, what do I do? And she goes, he, he goes, pull the plug. <laughs> he's, and she's like, that's sick. He's like, I'm sick. You're cheating on a vegetable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, then, um, oh, we have to, we haven't talked about the, the actual fiance. Yeah. Oh, the, the female fiance. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. She comes back into town and she's like, why aren't you calling me back? And I want to see my cat. She, she's a total witch with a capital B. Uh, oh yeah. For sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. By the way, she, she, I have to say this, point this out. I thought it was stupid until I saw her later in the movie. I was like, okay, that's very fitting for her character. But, um, she literally accepts his proposal for marriage on voicemail. Like she leaves yeah. a voicemail for him. She's like, Oh, what the heck? <laughs> I'll marry you. And I was like, when I first saw that, I was like, okay, that's stupid. That would never happen until you meet her. And then you're like, no, oh, that's yep. exactly what it she really would, do. would. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. So then I think kind of the next big thing that happens is the scare that Grant talks about the pregnancy scare where, um, which I don't even, Oh yeah. Cause the sister, what's her name? Remember what her name is? Uh, Mary. Mary. And her friend come to visit Lucy at work. Mary and Beth. Yeah. And um, so then um, she, her friend at work like overhears her talking about you know her fiance and getting married, and she's like, "Well, Lucy, you're getting married. You didn't tell me. Are you pregnant?" And then she kind of sarcastically again says, "Yes, I'm pregnant." And the friend <laughs> hears, and so then the sister goes back, tells the whole family, "Everybody, I've got great news. Lucy's <laughs> pregnant." And they're all just like, "What?" And Jack, especially, he's like, "What?" Like, because he's already falling in love with this chick, and yeah, and it, now it's like, okay, not only is she engaged to my brother, she's but having she's, his kid. She's also having his baby. So yeah. uh, I really probably need to back off. And yeah. Not- so then that's when the New Year's party happens. So she's going to her friend's New Year's party and Jack like shows up at her apartment and he's like, yeah, just, just let me give you a ride. And she's like, no, it's not that far. I'll just walk. And he like insists on giving her a ride, follows her to this party. Her boss is like, so who do you have with you? Is this Peter? And she's mm-hmm. like, no, it's Jack. And then she's about to take a drink of a a spiked beverage and Jack's like, you can't drink that. And she's like, why not? And she's like, it's not good for the baby. And it's like literally the moment when the music stops and everybody's (laughs) just like staring at them like what? So every romantic, not every, most romantic movies need need some kind of moment where the, there's a rift, right? Like where it's like, okay, this is the romantic relationship is not going to happen. And that's this moment for this movie. Definitely. (laughs) So, so yeah, but then, you know, she's like, I'm not pregnant, like, and he's just like, wow, I'm a really big jerk, and so they they kind of get that sorted out here, and then isn't that, is the next big scene where he's playing poker with, when does that happen, when he's playing uh, poker with Peter in the hospital, just yeah. Jack and Peter, and yep. he's like, well, you're not very good at poker, but you sure are lucky with the ladies. Yeah, you can tell he... And and he like that's like kind of a double meaning statement. Like he's he's both um, saying you know admitting his obviously affection, but also at the same time is saying I'm unlucky with the ladies. Like yeah. I've I've really screwed this up. Yeah. So so then there's that, and then kind of the next big thing that happens is they call Lucy up and she rushes to the hospital and they're like, great news, got Peter's awake. And yeah. she's like, oh, uh, great. <laughs> this is going down What now. have I done? Yeah. 
So then the whole family's in the hospital room and Peter's like looking at everyone and then he gets to Lucy and he's like, who are you? And they're like, he has amnesia. Yeah. I love that they just go straight to amnesia. Yeah. I, that's so, that is so perfect. Yeah. It's pretty funny. It, th- this movie has excellent writing. And oh, yeah. That, that's just one of many examples. But yeah, the, the fact that like, because I, I guarantee you 100% of the audience is thinking the jig's up. And yeah. they just keep it. They just continue going. And they're just yeah. like, nope, he's got amnesia. Yeah. That's great. So, so then they're like trying to help Peter figure out how to help him get his memory back and what, what they can do for him. And, and, and then they end up moving him to the different floor and everything. And, um, then him and Saul have a heart. Yeah. To him heart. and Saul. And he's just like, you know what? Lucy's a great girl, you know, just, accepted and and peter kind of has a change of heart too like he realizes like you know mm-hmm. i've kind of been screwing up lately like i need to get my life back on track here and there, so he's kind of like there accepting t- lucy you know he screws up big time here like the the whole the whole thing was lucy's like i'm gonna tell him and and Saul's like no let me tell him i'm the yeah. godfather i've been there and then he life. just basically he, says he chickens out go for lucy <laughs> do it there are two people that 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 really screwed up this whole entire situation one is saul because he he royally screws up here literally the whole reason there's a ceremony with peter is because of him yeah and uh the nurse the freaking nurse at the beginning of this movie so yeah the two of them are yep. they, they teamed up yeah <laughs> you know and then lucy's just like well how did it go and he's just like well i didn't tell him and she's just like what yeah. <laughs> what you, are you doing you had one job <laughs> <laughs> so yeah then they um you know he's you know you know peter's like okay i'm gonna do this i'm gonna go for lucy i love that that saul t- tells him tells peter to his face he says he says, I love you. You're like a sense me, but you're kind of a putz. And like, and he just tells him like, he's yeah. like, you're not that great of a dude. Yeah. And like you said earlier in the, the podcast, like he, no one's seen this guy forever. Like he's yeah. kind of almost disavowed his family. Mm-hmm. At one point he um, has a, a confession moment, almost like a priest confession thing with Jack where he like confesses all the bad things that he's, that he's done. He's known uh, like all of Chicago knows Peter as the kid that saved these squirrels from something, mm-hmm. but then he reveals that he like actually knocked out the squirrels before he saved them. Yeah, and he um, he talks about how he's like I've, I've cheated on every girl that I've ever been with. Like he's a, he's a bad dude. Like he's he's not a good guy at all. No one no girl should want to be with this guy. Yeah, um, which is very telling for like I, I think it says a lot about like um, love at first sight. You know that she loves this dude. She knows nothing about him. He's the worst guy in the world, but she yeah. thinks he's great. And, um, and, and actually goes forward, like wants to marry him at the end, which is crazy. And, but then it also says a lot about him as a character and how like, um, like even like at the end of this movie, like his actual real fiance that lives in like Italy or whatever now, like actually says like, I don't want to be with you either. So he's, he's kind of a bad person (laughs) in this movie, but his, uh, other girlfriend, she's not very nice to begin with so yeah you kind of are like they're kind of perfect i, I perfect can reason. see how these two ended up together <laughs> yeah because she marches in the hospital then shows up and was it after it was after he proposed to mm-hmm. lucy right because yep. lucy comes in and yeah. then he like officially like proposes to her and the nurse passes out yeah why does she she says uh no okay she doesn't say I, uh, yes. She said, he says, will you marry me? 
And yeah, the nurse passes out. She doesn't have a chance to say yes. She just runs yeah. out. Yeah. But I guess says yes later or whatever. Yeah. But so the and then after that scene. Oh, then, I know what it is. It's 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 because of this. Are you going to get there with with Jack? She has a, a, a moment where they're on the stairs together yeah. and they and had just a really romantic scene. It's the leaning scene and everything yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking like, okay, this is where she's going to say, you know what? I have a proposal outstanding that I have to re- respond to, reply to. Can you give me one Any reason? Any reason why I shouldn't say yes. Yeah. And he says, I can't. Why I shouldn't marry your brother. Yeah. Yeah. He says, I can't. Yep. And um, so then his, at, right after he proposes to Lucy, then his real fiance shows up and she's finally like figuring out, Oh, he's in the hospital. You know, that's why he hasn't been returning my calls. So she shows up and he kind of just like basically says it's over. Like I'm done with you. I found this other girl. I'm getting married. And, and she just like flips out and is like, um, I want, he's like, you know, I need all my stuff back. And he's like, well, I need all my stuff back too. And she's like, well, do you want this? Cause apparently <laughs> paid for, her nose job and her boob job and all this stuff. It's like, do you want all this back? So yeah, yeah, you can tell there. She's awful. Very, uh, very superficial. There's no, there's no resolution to that. Like they don't, they don't show him like getting back together. I wonder if that was like a cut scene. Like they were leading up to like the end of the film showing them like actually getting married or something like that. Cause they really are perfect for each other. Yeah, but then you find out she's actually married. Oh, that's right. She's married the whole time. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's why they don't end Cause up he, that Because they both show up to the wedding, and she's like, <laughs> I object. And he's like, I object, because I'm her husband. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he really is a putz. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I guess the last thing to say is that is that ceremony, uh, the wedding ceremony scene, which is, I think, one of the biggest scenes in the movie, obviously. But it's the climax of the film. You know, something's got to break at some point. And... Um, he's literally like we are gathered here today to celebrate the and she's like i object yeah like okay that That didn't even like started the ceremony (laughs) and then jack's like i object and then everyone's just like what the heck is going on so she tells him everything i think one of the sweetest lines in this exchange is she she looks at at peter and and you know referring to what everything that she's been given over the course of the movie she says she says i saved your life on the tracks that day but you really saved mine yeah i thought that was really sweet Here's what I think she's referring to in that in that line. Obviously, Jack, you know that you saved saved my life. You you kept me from making a horrible mistake, and now I'm marrying the the guy I really should marry. I think it's bigger than that, though. I she has fallen in love with this family, mm-hmm. and like oh, yeah. she like I, we've, we've mentioned it a couple times already. She has no family. That's why she works on Christmas. She wants to be a part of something bigger, like a group of people. Obviously, she wants to marry Jack. She's fallen in love with him. But I think it's for her, it's more. It's about the entire package. Like, yeah. she doesn't just get Jack. She gets to be a part of the Callahan family. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know that she... I, I thought there was a line that she delivered where she looks at the ceremony, looks at the family and says, like, um, you know, that, like, all of you have I've welcomed fallen, me. Well, and he, fallen and she with, says, I've fallen say in that? love okay. with you. And the dad's like, me? That's right. She and he's like... That. She's like, no, not just you, all of you. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. And I think that's really sweet. Like, it's um, that's something that you don't always get with a marriage. Like, um, I know you guys enjoy, like, being in the company of your in-laws and stuff like that, but a lot of people, like, the mother-in-law joke is real. Like, a lot of people hate their mother-in-law, right? But she is legit falling in love with the entire family, um, not just Jack. And so I think that's just a really sweet moment. Yeah, and that's, once again, I hate to bring this up again, but it's one of the 
comparisons and similarities <laughs> of the proposal because Sandra Bullock literally falls in love with Ryan Reynolds's family. Okay. In wow. the movie. It really is uh, While You're Sleeping 2. Yeah, 13 years later. <laughs> the sequel. Different characters, but... Dude, 13 years? There's 13 years between those movies? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Sandra Bullock hasn't aged today. No. Um, Not like... Callahan. Callahan and Sons. I mean, son. I mean, just it's just going to be Callahan. Yeah, he's leaving. Uh, we sk- did kind of skip over that. There's um, one of the things I really love about this movie. We'll get to the, the actual proposal at the very end. I'll let you do that. But um, one of the things I love about this movie is not just the family, how she's influenced from more, from more than just a, a one-on-one relationship with Jack, but influenced by the family, that she actually... She's so powerful in Jack's life. Like, I mean, again, this takes place over 10 days. So, you know, you kind of have to take some of this with a grain of salt. But like yeah. she, he, in the span of 10 days, she literally inspires him to start his own business. And I, yep. that was something I've totally forgotten about uh, from watching the movie a long time ago. And because he, there's a moment where th- when they're first getting to know each other where he's, he's like, I, I made this chair. And she's like, this is a great chair. This is a great rocking chair. You yeah. made this. And he's like, yeah, uh, it's a little side business. I, and she's like, well, you should go into business. He's, I, he's like, no, I can't do that. He's, it was supposed to be, supposed to be Cal- Callahan and Sons. Peter ditched us. N- and now it's just Callahan and Son. Now yeah. it'll just be Callahan. I can't ditch my dad. Yeah, he's like, I can't do that to my dad. And so, but then eventually there's a scene that we skipped over where he's, it's just him. It's just Jack and his dad. And he he thinks it's going to be this horrible conversation with his dad. But he decides to go through with it anyways and says, I want to start my own business making furni- building furniture from wood. And um, and he, he surprisingly, he says, do it. Like, I wish you had told me this years ago. I could have sold the business. And, um, and it's really all because of Lucy that mm-hmm. he's even willing, has the bravery and the, the confidence to do that. So I thought that was really cool too. So, but let, let's talk about the last seeing the actual proposal. So Jack actually proposes to Lucy. Yep. So Lucy kind of just slips out of the ceremony and she's just kind of ready to just, she goes back know, to her she's life. She's like, yeah. I'm just going to go back to my life and you know, go on. So then she's working at the taking coins one day and all of a sudden she sees this ring fall in there and she's just like, what? So she picks it up and there's Jack and the whole family. And, um, and she's just like, um, he's just like, can I come in? And she's just like, no, I can't let you in. You don't have a, a token. <laughs> so then he puts the token in. Then he goes around and she's like, and he's like, will you marry me? She says yes, of course. And then um, it kind of moves on to them on a, the back of a train and their wedding. Yeah. Just married. And she's finally going to get to uh, go to Florence, Italy, which is kind of her dream. The whole movie yeah. about getting a stamp in her passport is kind of her dream. And oh, that we f- we forgot the part where Jack gives her the wedding present of the little uh, snow globe. Snow globe. Yeah. Before she's about to marry Peter of Florence. He's very smooth the entire movie. The, the, there's really only one slip up and it's the, you know, yelling out to the entire party that she's pregnant. But like other than that, he's kind of flawless and Mm -hmm. and does a lot of things in a real smooth, smooth kind of way. Yep. So then, then, you know, there's the classic line of the movie then where, you know, she's like, well, Peter once asked me when it was that I fell in love with Jack. And I told him while you were, it was while you were sleeping. Yeah. 
This movie is written like a book, and, and that's why before we hit record, I was like, is this based on a book? It feels like it was based on, on a novel. Um, that's how good the writing is in this movie. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I've been... I was way more impressed watching the movie this last time than having watched it back in 1995 because I didn't really know what was good writing back in 1995. But man, the writing in this movie is really slick. Um, it's it's really well done. Uh, Caitlin, is this a is in your opinion is is this a top ten romantic film like a rom com or whatever? Like in my yeah out of my is this top personal 10? favorites. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, this is one of my favorites. I feel like. It's probably top 10 for a lot of people. Um, I know like when I was in high school, this movie came out when I was in high school, all, 100% all of my female friends were infatuated with this film. Like they, they thought it was the most romantic thing they'd ever seen. So, yeah. Yep. I think it's you're definitely a fave. You're not alone. Um, any other thoughts of just in general about, about the movie? Like I said, the writing is really good. I think all the acting is really good. It doesn't matter if you're in four or five scenes. The, yeah. the characters are really fleshed out. Um, again, a lot of that's because of the writing, um, how well the, the characters are, are created. These, these characters feel real. They feel like actual human beings. Like It feels like it's based on a true story. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like lasted over the test of time. I oh, mean, yeah. we've talked about that it came out over 25 years ago. And when you go on Disney Plus, it's actually one of like the front line. Yeah. Whenever they put this on, they were very excited about this because this was one of like the front lines when like the first three or four columns you see while you were sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. This is um, originally a Buena Vista Pictures movie. Um, I'm assuming that's under the umbrella of 20th Century Fox. Yeah. This is not a Disney f- film. I mean, in its original, um, you know, concoction, but it's Disney now because yeah. Disney bought 20th Century. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those really good gets for them. Like, they got a lot of really big franchises like Avatar and stuff like that when they bought 20th Century. But this is one of those movies that, especially, I'm again, I'm not trying to, like, Actually, you know, stereotype, but like I, I think a lot of girls are very excited that this movie's on Disney Plus. Buena Vista is actually owned by Disney. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Okay, yeah. so it was a, technically speaking, it, the the word Disney doesn't appear on any like frames of this movie, but it yep. is technically a Disney movie. Interesting. I'm trying to find other Buena Vistas that they. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, I think one definitely one of Sandra Bullock's best movies it put her this and speed at these speed and this movie came out 10 months apart like the a lot of people would point to demolition man which i've never seen that was kind of like her first like really really big like blockbuster role um but i don't know that a lot of people necessarily saw, saw that movie not especially not compared to this one but um but yeah uh speed and this one i think were kind of a one-two punch that really kind of skyrocketed her to um she became a household name I think definitely in this year. Um, yeah, I, I it's a, I don't know. If there's much else to say. Um, I I just I really like how the movie has a lot of themes in it that they run throughout the entire film, especially is like um, inspiring one another to do things that you wouldn't necessarily do. I, th- I think that's what makes like a really great relationship is that that person is not just someone I enjoy being with, but she makes me a better person, or mm-hmm. he makes me a better person. And so um, that definitely is uh, true of this film. So 
a very interesting premise and uh, excellent writing, excellent acting. It, it literally ticks every box. So, and it's that easy love is more than just what someone looks like. Yeah, because like she thinks that she really likes Peter, but then once she gets to know both of them, she realizes that she really likes Jack. And Peter's a putz. Yeah, yeah. So it's not always up. about how someone looks on the outside. <laughs> What's on the inside that counts, Phil? Yeah. And Sandra Bullock has aged better than both those guys. Oh, yeah, by far. Uh, definitely. You, you look at pictures of Sandra Bullock now in 2020 even. and Wait, I want to see what Peter looks like. She like. looks older, but she doesn't look old at yeah. all. And she, what, she's got to be in her 50s now? She oh, is yeah. 57, I believe. Upper 50s, yeah. Um, she's, a, she's a kid in this movie um, yeah. 25 years ago, but... Yeah, and she she has a kind of that kid kind of kitty kind of personality. Like she, um, again, adorable or whatever. But like, um, she has those little moments where you know she feels she almost feels like a teenager in the way that she's behaving. Um, so yeah, I think I think when people saw her in this film, like they were like, yeah, she's absolutely adorable. So yeah, yeah. she's fifty six. Yeah, that sounds about right. Man, she, so she wasn't that young in this movie then. If it came out 25 years ago. So she was 31. Uh, 31 years old? Holy mm-hmm. cow. She doesn't look that She doesn't old. look that, at all, that old at young. all in this movie. Yeah. She was very thin back then. Not that she's like fat now, but like she, um, I think she, like her body type in this movie makes her look younger. But. Mm-hmm. but it's just crazy. Like we talked about before we went on air how many movies she's done in her career. Oh, yeah. Because this is one of the earlier ones. But, I mean, she literally, there were times where she came out with maybe two movies in a single year. Yeah. So it's just crazy. I don't know if we mentioned it on air or not, but they were looking at Julia Roberts for the role of Lucy. And Demi Moore. Yeah. And I I think Julia Roberts would have been great. Uh, They would have spent more money uh, budget-wise. It it still would have made almost $200 But I... um, I think a Julie Roberts in this movie, I think would have had a, a certain air of like, Oh, I've, I've seen this girl in other romantic movies before. I think it would have, I think what was captivating about this film is a lot of people had never seen Sandra Bullock in anything. They'd never even heard yeah. of this actress. If you didn't see speed or demolition, man, you just didn't know who this girl was. And so, and the, 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 the demographic that comes to this movie is probably not watching those other movies. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, for a lot of people, this was their first ever Sandra Bullock movie. And I think the movie is, um, captivating just from the standpoint of like getting to know her as an actress, as you're getting to know this character in the movie. So, and it kind of sets the foundation of the Sandra Bullock genre. Oh yeah. Cause I mean, this kind of paves the way for like the miscongenialities Two weeks Hope notice. Two weeks notice. The proposal and yeah. so forth. She's been in a bunch of romantic movies, huh? Yeah. The Blind Side, not so much romantic comedy, but good. Yeah. Good movie. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks for bringing it on the show, Caitlin. I'm looking at you, Caitlin, um, since you did most of the talking on this episode. <laughs> I, again, this would have been a super weird one for Grand Night to talk about. So I'm glad you. Let's talk about our feelings, <laughs> Phil. <laughs> Grant, you didn't do much uh, talking. You don't have anything to add, do you? Uh, not really, considering <laughs> when Caitlin watched this movie, we were actually driving back from Arkansas, yeah. and I was actually driving. So <laughs> literally, I didn't see in person any of this movie. I literally heard all the lines, yeah. and that was it. 
There's some great lines in it. It's yeah. it's actually, I think it'd be a great movie just to listen to. But uh, I, I am not a, a romantic movie fan in general. Like a, just the rom-com genre doesn't appeal to me. Maybe that's a, a guy thing or whatever, but uh, not really generally into these movies. But I, I enjoyed watching this movie again. It's just, it's really good. Even if you don't like the romantic part of it, it's, it's just a well-done movie. So great setting, great characters, great acting, great writing. Everything's good. Um, have you guys been watching anything uh, this last week? Uh, Grant kind of filled us in on some of the things on last week's episode that you guys have been watching this summer, but anything new this week? Mm, not really. So I've, um, had, I've had yet an, another week of not having much time. Like I'm, yeah. I'm so busy right now. We didn't really watch. My uh, family is in town, so yeah. um, my sister Maggie, she uh, really likes the show That's So Raven. So okay. we've caught clips of certain and Sweet Life of Zach and, and Cody. Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. So two shows I've never some seen. old Disney. Well, not well old for us. Kind of. It yeah. was kind of when we were growing <laughs> up, they were popular. And that shows that I was too old for. Yeah. When they. So we're talking yeah. like early two thousands, mid two thousands. Yeah, that sounds about right. I I was in college from from ninety seven to two thousand. To, I went to college for four and a half years, and, um, and that was right in the middle of all that for me. I was way too old to yeah. to watch those shows. We did finish season two of Ham Montana, so we've moved on yeah. to season three. Man, so we probably have thirty some episodes left in that show. Is that the final season? No, four is. Oh, four. Okay, wow. I can't believe but, that show had four seasons. But four is pretty short. Okay, four is only like ten or eleven episodes. Gotcha. So I don't know what we'll move on to after that. I mean. The Marvel stuff will be coming out, and then we'll pay the thirty go, bucks for Mulan. But I want to watch Dude, the Mandalorian. I, okay, we, I can't it. believe we didn't talk about that at the top of the show. We need to, we need to have a brief discussion on Mulan. Okay, I, we should have put this at the top of the show. Maybe, oh, yeah. I might actually put this at the top of the show. Um, okay, so if you did, if you're not following Disney Plus news, you might not be aware of this, but uh, Mulan, which was supposed to release in theaters, I think back in April. Um, did not get released. Obviously COVID, you know, pandemic hit the world. So they said, okay, we're going to release this movie now in July. It got postponed. Everyone thought the world was going to get back to normal by July. That didn't even come close to happening. Uh, July really started ramping up actually, if anything. So then Disney goes, okay, we're going to, it was either then they announced this or they said they were quiet for a couple weeks and then announced it finally. But I thought it was just going to get postponed again, like to November or something like that. Or maybe even like, March, like around the time it was supposed to, but a year later. Yeah. Um. So, and then to everyone's surprise, they they say we're not postponing the movie anymore. We're releasing it straight to Disney Plus. Which at first I was like, "Whoa, that's cool. That's big news." We're like, "Yeah, <laughs> we already have the subscription. This is going to be awesome." Jokes on you, though, because um, it ain't with free with the subscription. Yeah. So what they announced was, even if you're a Disney Plus subscriber, you're giving them your seven dollars every month or paid yearly or whatever, that you still can't watch this movie. The only way to watch it is to pay an extra thirty dollars as a one-time fee. There's not. I, I I'll, I'll look it up while we're talking, but I don't think they've announced anything as far as like you get to keep a like a digital like a Apple. You, I, copy I did of it. read that as long as you keep up your Disney Plus subscription, you will have Mulan as right. long as you pay the thirty dollars. Okay, but 
I mean, so that answers my question. Like, what I wanted to know is, do I get to keep this movie as a as a movie that I own a copy of? And the answer is no. As long as you keep your Disney Plus subscription. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. So you could actually pay thirty bucks. Um, I think some people want to see this movie so badly. I th- this movie has a lot of clout behind it. I the the trailers look phenomenal. This movie looks great. Yeah. Um, we ca- we actually covered Jack and I covered the the original Mulan on this podcast. So go back and listen to that episode. On that show, we talked about how we how excited we were for the then future mm-hmm. release, April release of the of the movie. I think it's back in February. You can go back and find it. Um, we. We talked about it then. This movie's going to be huge. It'll be one of the biggest movies they release in 2020. So I think a lot of people are going to honestly do this. They're going to, they're, they are not Disney Plus subscribers. They're going to sign up for a seven day trial, free trial of Disney Plus, uh, pay the 30 bucks to watch Mulan, and then they're just going to let their trial lapse. They're not going to continue and actually yeah. pay for Disney Plus because they, they literally only care about watching Mulan. Mm-hmm. So that means you're going to pay 30 bucks. You don't get to keep a copy of the movie, which some people would say, well, I'd pay 30 bucks just going to the theater anyways. But here's the thing is in Southwest Missouri, which is where we live, where we're recording this. If I go see it at a matinee, prices are higher in like New York and big, mm-hmm. me, big, big metro areas. If I go with me, my wife and our only child, all three of us to a matinee, at a Springfield, assuming theaters were actually open, to a matinee in Springfield, all three tickets would be less than $30. Yeah. So now I'm paying more than what I would have actually paid going into the theater, and I don't even get to keep a copy of the movie, which is something that like Scoob and like I'm sure other movies will end up doing too, where yeah. like you pay your 20 bucks to, to rent it, quote unquote, at home. Oh, but by the way, we're just going to throw we'll it in for free. We'll just give it to you. Yeah, we'll just give it to you. So, but, but, so there's three strikes against it. One, you don't get to keep the movie at all. Two, it's more expensive than, uh, in some cases, going to see the movie actual in like in in person. And three, it's more expensive than other movies that have been released this way this year. So yeah. like, Scoop is twenty dollars. Um, Trolls was 20. Trolls World Tour was twenty. Tw- was it twenty five? Mm-hmm. Okay, so twenty uh, twenty dollars. Or 20, wait, twenty five. Trolls was twenty. I thought it was Scooby Doo nice. was twenty five. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. So yeah, Trolls World Tour. A lot of people rented that for twenty bucks. This is going to be thirty bucks, yeah. and you need a Disney Plus subscription to even pay the thirty dollars. It's it's insane to me. Like, here's my question. Yeah, go for it. Um, are they going to like? There's multiple accounts on inside your Disney Plus subscription. Is every single one of those accounts going to pop up with the Mulan? Or will it just be the one account? Yeah, that's a great question. Because like some people share it. Yeah. Like within families. So are you going to have to, like let's say your brother is the one that purchases it. They could just click on your profile and watch I, it. I realize that, but... Yeah, I, my guess is it's available to everyone. Uh, that's a great question though. How they are going to treat that? Because you could see it where one of the kids says, oh, I want to watch Mulan on my account. And you could see the kid accidentally purchasing it. Yeah. For another $30. Yeah. Yeah, I have a lot of questions as how they even take your money on this. Cause so is that going to be like a slip up? Because, I mean, it allows you seven accounts. So if you accidentally buy it, that costs you now 210 bucks right. to see Milan. If you don't already have a Disney Plus subscription. Yeah, I don't know how they, they keep this behind some kind of a 
uh, security protection wall so like yeah. like I said the kids don't accidentally click on it because Disney Plus already has your Disney already has their, your credit yeah. card information so they don't need to ask for it um, but there needs to be some kind of like okay are you sure you want legitimately want to make this one time purchase we're taking your $30 and you're not getting it back like yeah. you know this is this is gonna whether be a this thing. movie sucks or not yeah we're we're gonna <laughs> have your $30 yeah so I'm very interested um, this is a uh, this is a first time, as far as I know, a first time in the world kind of thing. Like yeah. Netflix, when they release a movie, like an original Netflix film, they I don't think they've ever charged you above and beyond mm. your subscription fee. So this is a subscription service that's on top of your subscription money is charging you another transaction. Yeah, it, that's That's got to be a, a world first. So I'm very interested to see how this pans out. It seems like a bad idea to me, like the way that they're doing it. But we'll... we'll We'll have to wait and see. And so. it brings up an interesting point. Will this uh, kind of set the tone for future movies? Like they still have Black Widow coming out. Yeah. And they have another animated movie called Soul coming out. And that's, oh, I wanted to see that. That's kind of what people have asked is, will these be theater releases? Or are these going to be straight to... Uh, DVD or straight to Disney Plus mm-hmm. and like you look at Mulan and the $30 but I mean then you talk about Black Widow which this is Marvel now are yeah. they going to up that because they know people are are dying to see this movie yeah. for sure cuz people just love Marvel so are they going to up the price for that I almost feel like Marvel. You're best. You're best just to hold your cards. Like just postpone that movie again into yeah. 2021. But at some point, like Disney needs to make money. And if yeah. they think they can make money doing this model, let's say that Mulan is clearly a test case yeah, for this definitely. kind of thing. So if it goes well, I could see them possibly doing it for Black Widow. But um, if it, if this doesn't go well, I think they probably just postpone. Black yeah. Widow. The, the th- here's the thing is nobody, nobody in the world knows when theaters are going to reopen oh, in the yeah. United States. So, um, in, in the United States is your biggest market for releasing a, a worldwide film. So if they can't just release it in like the UK yeah. or China or whatever and not release it here. So I, I think, um, I don't know. I, I don't know what you do with such a huge blockbuster like Black Widow. Yeah. Uh, Mulan will do great, but it won't do Black Widow numbers. And so, the the problem is is if if you release it in this way to Disney Plus and charge thirty five thirty five dollars let's say, um, and you just don't get that money, then you should have just waited. You should just you know waited for yeah. theaters to reopen in February or whenever they reopen. So, because um, I definitely yeah. think like Artemis Fowl is a good example. Yeah, I don't think they got quite the reaction that they were really hoping for well, from they, that. I feel like a lot of people watched it. Yeah, but. I don't think a lot of people were pleased with it. I think I think this is September fourth is the day we're we're talking about when Milan comes out. I think this is almost somewhat of a reaction to how how they got screwed on yeah. onward. So onward came out for like two weeks or something mm-hmm. like that, three weeks maybe at the most, and then they just had to release it on Disney Plus because literally there's no way for anyone to see it. Yeah, uh, they could have uh, at that time charged. 10 bucks or 20 bucks doing what trolls world tour did in April. Um, but at the time said, no, we're just going to release it for free on Disney plus. So 
you know, if you're not a Disney Plus subscriber, here's a great time to sign up because you can watch Onward on Disney Plus. I think they got a lot of subscriptions that way, but my guess is they did not see the numbers they were expecting to see. They didn't see their subscription number uptick or they saw a lot of people uh, subscribe for seven-day free trial and then cancel. Um, So I think at this point, they were like, we're not doing that again. Um, We got screwed on Onward, so. Not gonna lie, I was one of those people that screwed them, so. Yeah. Which, I mean, (laughs) Disney Plus, hats off to them. Um, They just announced this week that they have over 6 million subscribers, which is astronomical, considering they've only been open for less than a year. Seven months. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Which is crazy. I think a lot of that's onward to be to, yeah. to be tr- totally truthful. And Hamilton. And and Mandalorian. I mean, you can't overlook Star Wars, man. Um, yeah. So, so yeah. Uh, I'm very interested to see what comes out in September as far as the numbers, what, what Disney even announces for this kind of thing. Like, I'm very interested to see how Wikipedia tracks like box office for yeah. movies like Mulan. Uh, onward, I think will always look like a loss, like that they lost money on that movie that they paid so much into it for budget, but then at box office it made almost no money because it was only out for a couple weeks. So yeah, we're we're living in crazy times. Because I so. mean, even if you talk, this will be the last thing I say. But even if we talk and every single subscriber buys Mulan, I still feel like it would be a loss for Disney. Yeah, because I feel like they definitely had high hopes for this movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was going to be a killer. I they they knew they were going to just make a ton of cash on this one. Yeah. So, and now like they they have to be thinking like are we going to lose money on this? Yeah. So. And what a great movie. That I mean, who knows if the movie's actually going to be great, but you watch the trailers and this thing looks phenomenal. Like mm-hmm. this is a high budget um film that they put together and they've been waiting. They've been sitting on this movie for years and years and years waiting for the perfect cast and the perfect writing team and everything like that. It, it, it to be put yourself in Disney shoes. It would definitely suck to yeah. be in the position that they're in. I'm just like, we have this incredible product to put out to the world, but we have no way to make any money on it. So, so it's safe to say the first weekend of September we will be covering oh, yeah. Mulan. Oh, I'm de- we're definitely going to be watching it. Yeah. For sure. And reviewing it. So I, I've been excited for this movie since I, I watched the first trailer for it um, at the beginning of the year. So, all right. Well, that is going to do it for this episode of Disney Plus. I had a couple news, uh, an email to read and some news items to cover. So that um, we covered quite a lot today. Um, next week, uh, last announcement, I guess, is uh, we decided this a couple weeks ago. We are going to cover The Princess Bride. Um, another movie that I don't know if it was a Disney movie originally yeah, or not. I don't think it was. <laughs> I don't think it was either. It does have Ben's Ben Sa- no Fred Savage, okay. who is the brother of Ben Savage, who yeah. everybody knows is Corey Matthews yeah. from Boy Meets World. So yeah, big Disney. It, it does have that tie. But <laughs> go ahead. So yeah, we're gonna cover Princess Bride. Uh, definitely one of my favorite comedies of all time. Uh, one of the best fantasy movies of all time as well. Um, a true classic, a yes. cult classic. Um, so we're gonna cover that next week. And then I think I'm, I need to talk to Jerry about it. I've not done so before uttering this on the podcast. So I'll, I'll check in with Jerry. But um, I, th- I think it'd be really fun to do who framed Roger Rabbit after that. So uh, that's the next couple episodes. I think um, we can say that's a fairly safe bet. Princess Bride is locked in and we'll probably do who framed Roger Rabbit after that. And then um, honestly, it might be, I think we're like one week away from Mulan at that point. So um, that at least locks in the the next couple. And then 
Might um, squeeze in Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think we'll have time to do Pirates and then Mulan yeah. after that. So, yeah, so that's that's probably the rest of August for you. And then September will be Mulan, and that'll be be here before you know it. So um, thanks for listening. Um, again, write the show at Disney Plus Reviews at Hotmail.com uh, if you want to write into the show just like Rick did um, this week. And um, we will see you next time for some Princess Bride. Peace.